Yeah, in answer to your question, yeah, it's okay to record uh, this conversation. Obviously, it's not a sermon, but I should probably still... Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a good idea to just say that uh, I can't give permission to to promulgate or publish this uh, just because those are the kind of restrictions I'm living under. But And I'll just presume it for a conversation. Okay, next question. That's a really good question. What if... What if apparently spiritual communions don't work? Okay, we're going to have to distinguish here. We're not going to feel anything usually. That would be an extraordinary grace or an illusion. <laughs> One or the other, you know. <laughs> we don't want to ask for it, you know. And if we ask for it, we might feel things, but that's not going to be from heaven, right? So that, let's be clear. We don't want to ask for those things. If if you a person is concerned that they don't think it's as they're fruitful, they're not as fruitful as they can. That's one of the things they should be offering their masses for. And let's be clear: you don't have to be present at mass to offer the mass if you're spiritually present. So, if you're watching one of these live stream masses, which is quite all right, if that's all you've got. I mean, if you can get to mass and you're going to do, don't do the live stream thing. That's not that's not all right. But if you can. What you do is it's really important at every Mass at the offertory to fix your intention. And in this case, it'd be that I get more fruit from my spiritual communions, that they're more fruitful, that I make progress. So how do you fix your intention? Well, in every Mass, there's an offertory. So in the new Mass, I don't remember the offertory prayers, but he's making a point. At one point, he says, Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours May be acceptable to God the Father Almighty. See, when the priest is saying, my sacrifice and yours, he's offered that mass for intention, but also your intentions. What are your intentions? That's what you fix at the offertory. In the old mass, the priest kisses the altar and turns around and, and mystically gathers all. It's like last call, because he says, orate fratres, and he turns all the way around. And that's, pr- in English, he would be saying, pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours be accepted with God the Father Almighty. Well, so wh- what does that mean? So you fix your intention. You should have an intention before Mass, like in this case, that you get fruit from your spiritual communions. But then ideally, but don't worry about it if you miss it because you're distracted, there's a sonic boom or whatever, you know, right then. Ideally, when the priest uncovers the chalice and he picks up the patent, you mystically place your intention on the host. And then he's the priest is offering it up. Then ideally, when he's pouring the water into the wine, that water stands for your intentions, everybody, everybody else's intentions. So you place your intention as he's pouring the water into the wine. And then, the, then God the Father looks down and sees that water and wine. Now, hold that thought, because our Lord, whilst he was hanging on the cross... He was offering up all those intentions to the Heavenly Father. So he looked out through all time, all the Mass that were going to be offered, and all the intentions. And so that's how, in time, we can personally unite our intentions with the once-for-all sacrifice on the cross. That's how we do that. So the Heavenly Father, at the end of the offertory, then he's looking down and he sees the host. Now, on that host, so to speak, there's the priest's intention and then everybody else's intention that is fixed it. And in that chalice, there's the priest's intention. Everybody else's intention is fixed. But then all at the, at the consecration, it's different. There's our Lord presenting those intentions to the Heavenly Father. And he's going to be pleased with that because that's the whole object of the exercise. Afterwards then, at a Holy Communion or at a spiritual communion, it's the same thing. The, the motion is different. At the offertory, Christ is taking those intentions to heaven. At the spiritual communion or at the holy communion, sacramental communion, he's coming to us saying, what can I do for you? 
And so we don't have to have the same intention then. You know, so at our, so let's say at Mass we had the intention that our spiritual communions would be more fruitful. But at our spiritual communion, or if we're at Mass or, or sacramental communion, we can have a different intention completely. That I grow in this virtue, that I overcome th- this uh, failing, that I have a holy death, etc. And so we ask our Lord in, in the spiritual communion, or we receive Him and place Him in our heart, and then we love Him. Now, if a person has made, uh, the, the Marian consecration of St. Louis de Montfort, we praise him in Our Lady's heart. Not, nothing could be better than that, because she's going to love him the way he deserves to be loved. And we're united to that. And she's the one that can do that. And at the same time, we should invoke the saint of the day and our, our patrons and so forth to love him whilst he's in our heart, either spiritually or sacramentally, and the poor souls to love him whilst he's in our heart, either spiritually or sacramentally. And then we want to spend that time loving him. And in a spiritual communion, we do just the same as we would as a holy communion. We spend that time with him. We don't say, well, you're here spiritually, so, you know, I, I flip off the TV and go charging out to do whatever right away. Unless you have to, because that's how work is. Everybody understands that. But if a person doesn't, they want to spend that time in Thanksgiving, and just like, like a sacramental communion. And they will get those graces. They will get those graces. But if they wisely suspect they're not, then they have to keep asking for that. And they should also do renunciations of anything in them, which because it would be true of love, sacramental communion too. They should anything in them that's uh, that's an impediment to them growing in grace. Because look, if after our first Holy Communion we're not great saints, that's not because of some defect in our Lord. One Holy Communion is enough to make us a saint. He's a, but if we're not, it's because of defects in us. And it's the same with spiritual communion. So we want to work on those. I guess in response to that, to work on those, I think that book on healing would be very useful. And I'm not saying that those people put it together out of conferences and sermons. And it's actually free. The ebook is free. I, I know on, it's on a plenty of places. It's on Barnes and Noble iBooks or something like that, Apple Books or something. It's on Scribd or Scribd or something, I don't know. It's on a, a number of European things. I've been told on some of it. But oh, what's the name? It's called Healing uh, Selections from the Sermons of Father Phil Wolf, FSSP. Yeah, that it's free. They can buy it uh, from Amazon, but you know. And I don't get anything. This isn't my book. I, I know that they, they use my stuff, but it's not my book. So this is not an advertisement. It's actually, it will, it, it's things, I don't know about the book itself. I can't speak to that. But I know while I was still preaching, doing those things, I know for a fact it helped a great number of people. And I did any number of days of recollection, retreats, and just a lot of uh, sermons, etc., and working with people on these things. So those would definitely help people, but I don't, you can look that up.